everybody. Welcome back to Change Starts Here Research Conversations. I'm Jennifer Chevalier, and I am here with Eve Miller and Kim Yaris. And in our last episode, we discussed the role emotion regulation plays in executive function and improved academic outcomes. Today, we are going to look at how clarifying values can build executive function and improve academic outcomes. All right, so to kick off this conversation, let's talk about the results from our recent poll. So we asked people this question, what percent of your daily work-related tasks do you find meaningful? A, zero to 25%, B, 26 to 50%, C, 51 to 75%, or D, 76 to 100%. And what do you guys think? What, what category do you think got the most votes? Uh, I'll jump in here and guess the lowest category of zero to 25%, at least in the U.S. I, I, I suppose that's my hot take because of uh, the mental health crisis and things like that. I would guess it's zero to 25. Okay, interesting. I was thinking 26 to 50%. I think that was the category um, because I do think it's low, but I feel like people that are in the zero to 25% probably quit. All right, very interesting. So it turns out that the people that participated in our poll um, who were asked that question said 53% of them said 51 to 75%. Isn't that interesting? Um, mm -hmm. these, are, these are leader me people. Okay, okay. <laughs> that makes more sense, okay. All right. I didn't so think about that. Only 26% only said between 26 and 50%. Um, and actually, none of them said zero to 25%. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so, which is really good. I find this all very encouraging. Um, so, But no matter where you are on the scale, it does serve as kind of the entree to today's conversation, which is about this competency that we call values clarification. Yeah, so as I hear you say that term, Kim, I imagine each of us has a reaction to the word values, like we each have a different lens through which we see the term values, especially in the context of an education setting. And, you know, in current times, the term values can be associated with politics, religion, morals, and there's understandable concern about educators teaching their individual views and values in a public education context. So I think it's important that we define right up front here what we mean by values clarification so we have a shared understanding, and then we'll discuss why it's important. I agree, and I appreciate that you took that on transparency so transparently because the idea of values is something all of us have. And really, when we think about it, um, it could be spiritual practices or it could be a complete lack thereof. Like it, it, that is fine. We aren't ascribing to anything like that. So values, as we define it, might be better understood as in, uh, let's say, the, the voice in your like your ways or like your Google map, right? <laughs> like you all have like a Google map or an Apple map um, that gives you guidance as you're navigating from one place to another. So values are, and so the clarifying of values and the use of values, it's like a literal guide on for each of us on our very unique paths that help us connect with meaning and purpose. All right. My guide speaks in a British accent, just so you know. Oh, your map does? Nice. <laughs> nice. I've got the boy band 
So, uh. <laughs> all right, all right. No seriousness. Um, so we went from values to meaning and purpose. Um, can can you like just draw a connection here for us? Put these pieces oh. together. Oh yes, I will. Um, I'm happy to. And as I was thinking about how we could talk about this, I thought of. Um, well, we can call it a game if you want it to sound fun, or it could be like a thought experiment. How about that? Yes. So you don't want to play? That sounds oh, more scientific, yes. These are my favorite part. Yay. Okay, good. <laughs> and I also encourage anyone listening, um, unless you're driving, to play along because I might encourage you to close your eyes so that those parts maybe just wait to <laughs> home. Um, all right. So for Kim and Jennifer, if we are defining values as you know, this daily decision-making tool that drives purpose and meaning, what is a value that matters to you? And, and don't, don't tell me why. And so for listeners as well, just think about a value that matters to you and really go with one that just comes to your mind. And if that seems to make sense to you, uh, go with that one. So do you, do you have one, Kim? The first thing that comes to my mind is compassion. Okay. And Jennifer? For me, it's integrity. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Now let's take it a step further. Using the value you just selected, think about a moment or like an experience in your life that embodied this value, like where you felt like you were acting with integrity or you're acting with compassion, like you were that. <laughs> and as you think about that experience and you're bringing this to mind and you're thinking about this experience, think about how it made you feel. I get a really positive feeling when I think about this. I feel like a sense of accomplishment. And like, when I think about the person that I was with, I remember feeling really deeply connected to that person. Mm -hmm. When you felt compassion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me with integrity, when I think about this situation, um, I don't know if I can fully articulate it, but it felt like I could look myself in the mirror afterwards and just feel good about who I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and just as an aside, I find it really interesting that it is hard to come up with words because it's different parts of our brain we're calling upon to do this. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so I know shocking. I had a brain aside there. Um, so now let's complete this little game with one more piece by shifting from thinking about yourself in the past to thinking about your future self. So this time, let's imagine it's one year from now, five years from now, whichever one's easier for you. Um, and you are living more of your day-to-day -day life by that value you identified before. So as you're imagining yourself living by being, embodying that, um, get really clear on what you are doing. Like, what does this life look like and how are you feeling? Who might be around you as you're, as you're living by this value? And whenever you're ready, maybe Kim, you start again. Yeah, this is like where I'm closing my eyes to imagine myself. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the unsafe spot for those of you 
who are driving. Um, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, again, uh, I feel deeply connected to the people um, that I love and care about, which motivates me to practice this more and more. And it's interesting to me because that feeling of connectedness um, came up the first time too. And so I'm imagining that this connection or this feeling of connection is something that is like abundant in my life. Mm, thank you. Okay. And I feel like, um, purposeful, like, uh, making a contribution to something bigger than myself. And I expect to feel hopeful for the mm. future. Oh, I love that. I love both of those. Thank you for doing this thought experiment with Did me. <laughs> You did not. And I'm so sorry. Thank you, thank you everyone for listening today. No, what we are intending to do, of course you passed. So what's intended by this thought experiment is to help us experience the actual emotions and the feelings in our body that are connected with our personal values. Like both of you spoke in terms of like your feeling, like your feeling words <laughs> and emotions um, to best describe what the feeling of embodying a value was like for you. And so I think this is helpful, especially for listeners, for all of us. It can feel when we're talking about values, clarification, meaning and purpose, it can feel very, very fuzzy what all this stuff means. And so understanding what's actually happening in the brain as we experience these motions starts with just having kind of this experience of what it's like to be in the embodiment of them. Yeah. So like being connected to our feeling and the value, um, like putting all those things together. Um, where does that take us Eve? Well, it takes us to thinking about how all of this can help us in bring this, of course, this is all about bringing into executive functioning, right? And into the, into our classrooms and into our schools and thinking about how we use values um, and our sense of meaning and purpose for driving and motivating our behaviors. And mm -hmm. when we go into classrooms and we, sometimes have disengaged students. I mean, this is a very real thing where we need to help students to understand the bigger meaning in things. We talk about relevant learning, right? So when we are doing all of this, we are actually bringing, by bringing relevance to the learning, what we're actually doing, if we're doing it well, is we're connecting, giving students space to connect with what matters most to them. And that engages in emotion, it engages motivation in their brain. So, so for educators, what's your kind of response to that, Jen? What do you think? Well, I think I'm seeing the connection here because I was imagining myself a minute ago when we were doing your thought science experiment. Um, I was imagining myself at the end of the goal that I was envisioning and I could see how my value of integrity is driving my choices and the decisions I'm making and will ultimately get me across the metaphorical finish line on it. 
And I think the whole point of values clarification, when we are clear on what we value, it's we're motivated by it, right? Yeah. So in education, we aren't suggesting educators teach students what to value, but instead we're trying to help students understand how to connect with their individual values to map out a path and guide their steps toward whatever personal goals they have. And by doing this, students can find meaning and purpose in their school experiences. I love I loved how you said that, Jen, you know, that we're not teaching them what to value and, you know, kind of to think, you know, more about that. It feels connected to things like motivation and goal setting, which we want kids to be doing in school um, because they definitely impact students achievement, um, you know, but it's also making me think about those students who aren't very clear on their values. Um, you know, and I can imagine that a lack of clarity could lead to students feeling unmotivated or maybe even a little burnt out or disengaged or, you know, just not fully present when they're in school. Right, right. And in thinking about those students and disengagement or even just, you know, oh, just how do I motivate my students? It brings us right back to the thought experiment. So that feeling of connecting with our values or as we identified earlier of that greater sense of meaning and purpose in our life, it's no small thing because what it's actually doing is it's calling upon very old, very powerful parts of our brain that some researchers called actually our first executive because of its ability to shut down kind of that, those executive parts of our brain that we usually think of like the frontal regions of our brain. And it can really just keep us there in like emotions and anxiety and threat and fear, but also values can help to engage the reward centers within that same old powerful brain area. So a student who might be feeling very worried about the risk of like, oh, if I raise my hand, maybe I'll get in trouble or maybe this or that. If they're thinking about a large, if they can connect what they are doing in the classroom to something bigger than this moment, they might be more willing to take a risk that could feel like a threat. And what that does is that it activates the motivation centers of our brain, which activate, literally activates our body and gets us going into the learning and act like keeps like the projections into our frontal lobes that really allow us to focus and to use the working memory and the critical thinking, all of these, it activates all those. So this is no small thing, like connecting them to relevance, to their values, what matters to them and helping them find that path. That is a huge way to really push forward learning and engagement. So back just, to you. I just, I love, I love hearing Eve talk about that. You know, the passion about that. So, so you, know, important. Just, you know, I can't help it. It's like, I catch on to that. It's like executive functions. Um, you know, it's like planning and problem solving and decision-making they're kicked yeah. into high gear. That's what, it, that's what happens. And there's like almost like this dopamine rush um, that amplifies motivation to learn. And when yeah. students are really moment motivated, <laughs> you do better, right? That's it. That's, right. <laughs> that's it. So this conversation, Eve, when you're explaining that and Kim, as you kind of built on it, it made me think of my son's 25 now, but he still remembers a single 
learning experience from middle school, even at age 25, which any kid that remembers anything from middle school, like I think that's miraculous, right? Middle school is a blur for everybody, but he still remembers this lesson um, because it had it like relevance in his life, as you were saying, Eve, and it connected to something that he values. And they, it was in the context of like an algebra class and they had somebody come in um, who does the timing of the traffic lights down a busy highway in our area and teach the students um, the process, the algebraic process that they use to correctly time the lights to maximize the traffic flow. And, you know, it resonated so much with my son. Number one, his mother is from New Jersey originally and like drives I'll say efficiently and does not like to be in traffic or stopped at stoplights. Um, so it's kind of a big deal in his world if things are flowing smoothly on the road or else mom can get a little grouchy. Um, but, you know, it's just so meaningful. It's something he experiences every day riding in the car, um, getting stopped at traffic lights. And we've all experienced times when we've been at a traffic light forever, right? And there's no one going the other way. And you're like, why is it not turning? Um, so that relevance and that, um, connection to values, I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we can, I, I can, I can draw upon some middle school like experience <laughs> or high school. It was far longer for me. Let me not tease anyone. And I think it, it does speak to that ability to, it creates within you this, like memory that is very powerful and is motivating even into the future. And the fact that a, a teacher through one lesson was able to do that with your son, that's very powerful. Um, and we can do this all the time by just having them reflect on what is important to them and or connecting it to things that you know about the students and, and what will be more relevant to them. Yeah, it's really powerful. So I think this message can resonate with school leaders. You know, a lot of people are probably asking themselves, how can I help teachers and students clarify their values so that they find meaning and um, purpose in what they're doing and they're motivated to do their best? Yeah, I agree. And I think so. OK, so there's actually a really simple, cool exercise that I love doing personally, ever since I learned about it, and maybe some of the listeners know about this, but it's simple and it cuts to the heart of values clarification. Y'all want to try it? I know it's two in one episode. Do you want to try? <laughs> go, go, go. Sure. Okay. 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 So um, when you, okay. So think about something mundane that you do, maybe not traffic for you, Jennifer, um, <laughs> but like something like maybe just a mundane task that Maybe you don't have to do it, but it's something that you do that you choose to do, but it maybe has lost some of its pizzazz. Do you have something? I mean, I thought I think of washing dishes, right? Or like cleaning sure. up. Um, yard work. Yeah. All those things. Right? <laughs> my son shoe shopping. I rub my dog's stomach. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so when you think about that, the idea is, um, to ask yourself why you choose to do that thing. And you might have to think about some of the original reasons why you did it or why today you decided to do it. So the exercise is called the five whys, right? But um, 
you can ask yourself why, like, why am I doing this thing? So I don't know. It doesn't always work because I, you know, and, but, you know, as I was doing this, just to tell you my experience with it, um, I asked myself, why am I washing the dishes after I learned about it? I'm like, uh, because I like my house to be clean. So if you can think of your next reason, like, why do I do this thing? Why do I show up at work when it's, oh, I get so frustrated with those students. Um, and then you can ask yourself the next, like, okay, so I show up for this reason. I show, I want my house to be clean. Why do I want my house to be clean? Well, because I can think more clearly in my house and I, I feel more peaceful. Well, why does it matter that you feel more peaceful? And for me, within three whys, all of a sudden just hit me and I can, I feel it now. Like I just get emotional, just like my ability to connect with the people in my house when I feel peaceful. And that's the why, like that got to the heart of it. And I know this is an example from your home life, but that's where we build our strength, right? We can build our strength through all these whys. And yeah, it's just, it was powerful even now, years later, after trying it for the first time to go, that's right. And I think of it nearly every time when I'm cleaning up, I go, that's right, peaceful. Just kidding. But (laughs) really, it's a connection point for me. So it's just one way to do it. I don't know if y'all were able to do it as I'm talking over it, but. um, Yeah, for sure. That's interesting that you got from like cleaning dishes to peace and like that meaningful time with your family, right? It's hard sometimes to stop and really think it all the way down through, but I love that. So um, there we have it. An approach to assisting others in clarifying their values is helping them to see meaning in the mundane, right? These mundane tasks and, you know, those apply to home life, as you pointed out, Eve, or the classroom. Um, We are out of time today talking about clarifying values and the impact on executive function and academic outcomes. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Um, And please make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. You can join us for future episodes. See you next time.